worked. Hello, hello, hello. Monica. Oh my gosh. You look so pretty. Oh my god, thank you. So do you. Oh my gosh. Bro. I this is such an honor. Like I've been watching your TikTok videos oh and I'm like, yes, 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 Filipino pride. Oh my gosh, yes, we have the same earrings. Not me like not matching with you today. Oh it's okay. You look great. It's, it's okay. okay. Next time, next time. We'll next do it. Hello, welcome back to Chica with Monica. Today is a new episode. I have not recorded in a hot minute, but we're back and I will be posting more, hopefully. I am trying to figure out a new format for the show, so if you notice it to be a little bit different, then that is why. Okay, so please enjoy this episode. I have a very special guest. She's wonderful and just such a breath of fresh air and a beautiful light. So yeah, enjoy the episode. I'm so glad after Teresa was able to like organize Same. this and like, you know, come on the Kumu. Yeah, and you know, anytime they ask, I'm like, yeah, I I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> like, absolutely. I mean, same. I know. So this is I don't know what number episode I'm on. I'm so unorganized with my podcast. I was like, I want to chit chat with someone. Let's put them on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. How long have you been doing this podcast for? Um, maybe a year, I would say, but like sporadically. It was like a, it was a definitely a co like a quarantine thing for me. Thank yeah. you, Chachi. Yes, and I just I love being able to connect with like you know Filipinos on online and stuff. So like it's definitely been like my. Yeah, my quarantine hobby, along with TikTok too. And it just became yeah. something that I ended up really liking. But enough about me. Let me introduce Vanessa. How do I pronounce your last name? Is it Ronquillo or Ronquillo? Yeah, you know what? It's either or. Like, I honestly, I say it with the L, okay. um, but a lot of people say it without. And, and, and that's probably the more, you know, correct pronunciation. But I'm, okay. I'm open to either. <laughs> okay. You have a double L in your name too. Joelle, yes. Joelle, yeah. Joelle yeah. Ortiz, yes. But I don't even think it's Filipino. I think it's just my mom. My dad's name is Joel. So I think my dad just wanted me to have <laughs> the last name. Yes, Joelle. And then Ortiz is my last name. So I just put O because it's oh, shorter. And also, sense. people won't really know. Because, like, every time I put Ortiz, they're like, oh, are you Hispanic? And I look so Filipino. But, like, in Florida, because I live in Florida, people are like, are you Hispanic? No, I didn't know you lived in Florida. We're in like the opposite corners because I live in Washington. Oh yeah, we are. We're like polar <laughs> opposite. But I'm originally from San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, what? What brought you to Florida? Uh, Disney, same weather, cheaper. Oh yeah. Um, but I'm I'm leaving Florida, so I'm getting out of here. <laughs> okay, good. Good on you, girl. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's get the let's get the episode get started. started. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Chica with Monica. I don't know what number episode, but I will figure it out when I do edit. Today I have a very special guest. I have been stalking her on the Instagrams. Um, she is a body positive model. She's a proud Pinay and she's all about spreading just inclusive beauty and inclusivity in the fashion industry. Uh, her name is Vanessa Camille Ronquillo. Hello. Hello, hello. I'm so happy to be here. It's such an honor, to be honest, like to be around my fellow Filipinos. Oh my gosh. Monica. I'm so happy that you're on here. I we were, of course, as always. Thank you, Pinky, for all the hello hello. 
Um, we were connected via One Down, so Ate Teresa of One Down connected us, and we are live today on Kumu. So if you ever do want to see these podcast episodes live and see us talking, you can go check it out on Kumu. Um, but yes, how are you doing today? I am doing so well. I actually, so I have like a, a marketing nine to five and I'm like back to back meetings and I'm just like, I am just going to jump on here during my lunch break. <laughs> oh my God, you're working. <laughs> Multitasking. <laughs> like respect the hustle. Like in yes, <laughs> yes. I feel like that's how we have to do it, you know, yes. sometimes like to gain that, um, you know, financial stability mm -hmm. or even generational wealth in the future. Exactly. Um, we got to just hustle. Yeah, and I'm actually, I was born in the Philippines. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm an immigrant. I'm, I'm you know, proud um, daughter of immigrants. And I'm also a first generation um, Filipino American. Um, I was born in Cavite. So my dad was um, part of the US Navy. Okay. And we moved here. Uh, you know, when I was around three years old, oh, um, wow. lived in San Diego, so California babes. Yes, same. <laughs> I have family in Chula Vista. Um, really? Yes. Okay. That's where we yeah. all are, right? California. California. <laughs> That's the starting point. That was my, like, my first entryway was mm -hmm. California. And then I grew up in Japan, so I lived there for about 10 years. Oh my gosh, yes. Military. Okay. Military, yeah. yeah. So it was kind of third culture child. Yes. Yes, yes, a third culture track. And I, it's so yeah. fascinating because the older I get, the more people that I meet that, you know, have that third culture. Because I was also born, I was born in California, but I lived in the Philippines when I was nine for about six, six years. Uh, that was like during the whole real estate depression, like depression. Um, my dad's in real estate. So we were like, let's move to the Philippines. Um, and oh. so that's, I was there. I did the opposite. <laughs> that was your formative years though. That yes. was your years. It was my growing years. I was nine to 15. Yeah, definitely formative years. Oh my goodness. Um, so it was like a culture shock and then learning that this is actually where my people are from and like the yeah. way of life there. Uh, so it was definitely very fascinating. And then moving here. So I just gained a different respect and love for being Filipino while living there. Um, but how about, how was it for you having that, you know, yeah. your unique experience of being in a completely different country. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So I, I love Japan. I will say when I immigrated from the Philippines to California, I definitely felt discriminate, like a lot of discrimination as a child. Like I would have taglish, like I would speak taglish all the time in school. Mm -hmm. And my teacher was like, you can't speak like that. You're not going to succeed. So it really made me feel um, shameful for even speaking my mother tongue so eventually over the years I was like I need to like you know learn English and I I learned English a lot from like watching TV and yes. so people are like you have an interesting accent I'm like you mean like valley girls because I was watching a lot of like you know like American Ashley <laughs> all this like American New York TV. Minute yes. yes I watched every American Ashley yeah. No, that was like, <laughs> like, that's how, what, how I spoke my English slang from when I was a child. Yeah, but that, that was a very traumatizing experience. Yeah, no, um, exactly. I will say going into like Japan, I was around all Filipinos, all Filipino Americans. Oh. So I was actually part of the majority, which was so shocking for 10 years. Like everyone in our community was Filipino American, no the jocks, the, the brainiacs, everyone. It was just like you like I felt like I could do it all because I saw that in my foresight of like, 
all of the people in our school was Filipino, even though we were all living in Japan and we were Americans. (laughs) So it's a little different. Yeah, no, for sure. And like watching like TV and all that stuff, did you ever feel like, did you ever feel that you could see yourself in some characters? Were you, did you ever feel represented at all when you were watching? Oh, for TV, like mainstream media, Mm -hmm. never. (laughs) I will say, I I do recall when I was a kid, I really craved it. I really craved finding someone who looked like me, right? Um, And I remember finding the Power Rangers, like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and seeing the late, uh, like, Tui Trang, like, play Trini, the little ranger. And I seriously felt seen because I didn't cut my hair like her I was like I told my mom like all I want to be is her like I had the bangs you know the banging <laughs> so like, I wore a lot of yellow I yeah. really like that was the first time I saw a little bit myself and she's actually a Vietnamese American yeah. actress yeah. um I didn't really see too many like Filipino actresses mm-hmm. not until like you know Dante Basco yes. but like I, it was very rare to see a little bit of myself right. um, just being like Asian American, Filipino American. I saw nobody plus size and that's yes. for sure. in the Filipino media yes. too, which is something that is just evident in our community in general, just like the body shaming and just like how not, in, not inclusive it, it is to be plus size in the Filipino, in the Filipino community like clothing and and just like media and all that stuff so I was like I I love being able to see our own in those spaces like in the fashion industry how did you get into fashion so I like I one because I didn't see any of myself in like media no one no like if someone told me when I was a kid that you were going to be a model I would not have believed them how I got into the fashion industry is I got scouted through Instagram I'm telling you, Instagram really opened all the doors for me because um, my local agency, uh, modeling agency, SMG, reached out. They're like, hey, I think you should model. And I told them 101 times, like, I, I that's not for me. That's just not my, that's, I don't, I felt insecure, you know, like I don't see a lot of plus size women modeling at the, at the time when I was recruited. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gone up since then. But mm-hmm. at the time I was recruited, I was like, I, I can't see myself because I don't see other plus size models and I don't want to be um, like insecure and mm. feel hurt by people's words, especially since it's such a public thing. Yeah. Um, but part of me was like, you know what? I always fight for representation. I think it's important because we want to inspire other people to embrace their true authentic self, whether it's culture, um, like you're doing with acting and, or, you know, or size, like I'm doing with the whole plus size modeling thing. So it's really like important to have that representation. And I told myself, like, just try it out. If you do get hurt by it, if you do, you know, feel insecure by it, then like we'll cross the bridge when it comes but yeah I said yes I took a chance and I'm so glad because I got to work with many many great brands that like are opening up more inclusive sizing in their their actual brands so yeah that's kind of it's you know I got lucky because I got recruited in I know a lot of people do strive to apply for a lot of modeling gigs and it does get tough right Mm -hmm. because sometimes we do fit that like that box of like oh we need a divert we need someone who's like Asian American we need someone who's like plus size we need like you know 
we need that person. And so um, sometimes I, I don't want to think of it like we're just we're just the stereotype that they're trying to add on. Mm-hmm. But we're actually like some little girl out there is looking at us and, or, you know, a little boy is like, I see myself in them and I want and like I feel empowered to do things. Yes. No, that's that's such a strong statement. Like you're not the token or you're not there for diversity points. I always feel that, you know, with acting and, and getting jobs, I'm like, I it, I always feel really a little more happy. Not, you know, when I book something that says open ethnicity, you know, I'm like, oh, I, they weren't specifically looking for an Asian American. I just so happened to be the one that they, they picked. But because again, yeah, no, that's always in the back of our heads. And I don't think people realize that as, people of color as women of color especially southeast asian women you know every time i see something that's looking for an asian woman i'm like oh they're not thinking about me like a southeast asian they're thinking about you know east asian you know k-pop like all that stuff and k-pop you know like that's just like what i immediately think and i just stop myself from even getting it before because i'm like oh why would they why would they need me they're looking for someone else but changing that narrative because we are becoming more of an inclusive society where we want to see more types of people um so yeah and the same goes for you know body inclusivity within the fashion industry because so many of us are just tired of seeing you know the standard fashion size zero five eleven woman on you know in catalogs magazines and stuff like that so it's definitely yeah it's it's just a, a good step forward a positive step forward Yes, the paradigm has shifted. I feel like we as a society are embracing more diversity. Mm -hmm. Like I was just on a modeling job the other day and the person I was modeling with was like seven years old, like 70 years old. And she was like riding on her bike. And I'm like, wow, like you're still like modeling. She's like, yeah, they they want real people. They want that um, diverse, like, cast of, like, be representative of, like, the actual world and not just, like, you're, like you said, 5'11", yes. skinny, like, yeah, like, yeah. white women. Like, it's just not exactly. like, it's just that anymore. So, yeah. And the market has definitely shifted. And even people that mm-hmm. are that, like, I know beautiful women, like, you know, the fashion type, they're like, oh, I love seeing advertisements with all types of people. So it's not just for people that need that representation, but yes. other people like to see that too. How has your um, body image and re- relationship to your self-image evolved throughout the years of becoming a model and being in this industry? Yeah, that's a really great question. Like I, you know, when I was younger, I struggled a lot with it because I was always a taller, bigger girl. I thought I was not worthy of love. I was not worthy of feeling beautiful or being that that main character energy because I never saw that in any like media, any movies, any like magazines. And so when I was younger, like I actually would wear like this big like coat and I would like just zip it up and wear summer hot summers in japan i would just like cover my body feel really insecure because and like that was our body dysmorphia you know that was my body dysmorphia when i was a kid because i thought oh i'm so big but looking at my photos i was like i was fine i was okay like but again i remember like i told you i grew up with all Filipino or Asian people in Japan. So everyone was very petite in comparison to me. When I went to um, like the US back to Washington, I was mm-hmm. like, 
I'm pretty average. Like, I'm like, what? why did I ever, why did I ever think that about myself? And so post high school, I really like, you know, got into my own and like stepped up and was like, I am going to dress how I want. I'm not going to cover myself. I'm not going to be silent, you know, the silent background girl. I'm actually going to take up space now. I love fashion. I've always loved fashion. Um, and the fact that, you know, I get to have a platform that I could put like my photos out there and connect with other plus size babes or, you know, other people, other Filipinos, like it just felt good and I think I got affirmation through modeling and also um the fact that we are shifting a little bit more as a society it made me feel better about you know my body my image being embracing who I am authentically um so it's gone it's shifted up like my, my how I felt about my body and myself mm -hmm. has definitely improved over the last like couple decades of my life. And it does have, you know, a lot of it is societal pressures mm -hmm. um, are a little bit lifted, you know, especially yeah. being plus size. Yeah. And I'm glad that it is shifting. I'm glad yeah. that we're living in a world where women aren't pressured as much. Like I, I think I have these conversations with my girlfriends all the time. I'm like, can you imagine like the pressure that, you know, our moms had to go through just like right? literally 30 years ago of just like, always looking a certain way and just like, you know, just what the world expected of a woman. You had to have a child by like 25. You had I mean, all of these things. And I'm just like, I am like, I'm like, obviously there's so many, there's so much more things that we have to fight for, but I'm like, I'm so grateful we're living in a society where, you know, women have a lot more power and yeah. Breaking expectations. Yeah, exactly. Chachi. Yeah. Like the expectations of what our mothers or grandmothers had to go through as Filipino women, I'm so thankful that it's slowly dissipating. Even in the Philippines, having like, I, I see the Morena movement and I'm like, I love that, you know, we're becoming more color inclusive, size inclusive. Yes. Like in Miss Universe Let's Philippines. Let's fight for that. I know. Yes. In Miss Universe Philippines, they no longer have like that super tall height requirement. I'm like, most uh, Filipino women are like 5'2". Exactly. <laughs> I'm glad that they're lowering it down. We're just like, you know, giving all women the opportunity to represent. Nice. Um, so yeah, on to a different question, because you said <laughs> you did live um, in Japan, obviously the States, and you're born in the Philippines. If you could live anywhere else in the world for a year, expense free, like you got paid to live in a, in a different country, where would it be and why? So, you know, if I didn't grow up in Japan, I would have chosen Japan, but because I did grow up, like, I felt like it was kind of an expense-free trip for me for 10 right. years. Exactly. Um, I would actually choose Italy. Like, I went to Rome um, when I was, like, in... You know, I love Italy, the people, the food, the history. Mm -hmm. um, and there's so many great major cities within Italy that are so unique from each other. I would live there for a year. Like yeah. I, okay, I short story time. I was supposed to move to Italy with my family um, because like the military. And I told my mom and dad that I wanted to live in Washington state. Like I am so crazy. I am like very crazy. I said, I was like, I want to go to the University of Washington, study school there. And they're like, okay, we'll move our whole life oh my to God. Washington. Um, Italy. Italy. <laughs> I moved on to Italy. I Oh my gosh, I love that. I, I was like, you know, a junior in high school. I was like, I want to graduate 
in America because I want to go to an American school um, and I didn't want to be trapped anywhere. So that that was the reason, but I wish, I wish I had gone. Um, No regrets though, but I would go if that was like my, like one year. Where would you go? I don't know, honestly. Like I, you know, I lived in the Philippines, obviously. Um, I would love to live in New Zealand for a year. Yes, that would be my second choice. <laughs> I can't do cold. Like I, I can't yeah. go to a place that has like crazy winters. Like yeah. I, I've never lived anywhere where it snowed. So I feel like New Zealand is like kind of there's like similar like cultural aspects, I guess, to the Philippines. You know, living on an island. Yeah. And I, I just feel like you know having a female president would be great, <laughs> or prime minister. I think it's prime minister. Or president. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, I female know. power. Like yes. a lot of the decisions that they make is actually. Really sound good. and makes yes. sense I'm like okay um, I love that you know like that's that's what I want um <laughs> so probably there I would I just yeah I just love the culture and the accent is just like super cool to me yeah. <laughs> the Maori accent I'm like wow Ma- honestly the people the Maori people, people. are beautiful I beautiful. have you done ancestry like uh, or 23 and 23 me yes I feel like on mine, I have a little bit of the Maori or the New Zealand. <laughs> like, I'm like, this is so rare. It's like maybe 1%, but it's like so random. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. One of my really good friends, he did his and he's full Filipino, he thought, but then he ended up being like 30% Polynesian and he was like, wait, what? <laughs> Hold up. I was like, where did that come from? I was like, I, have, I mean, we're not that far, I guess. So. <laughs> and the cultures are so very similar, the yes. island. Cultures, yeah so. island culture yeah. island life but then we're also asian so it's just like we have like all the the best of all the worlds you know we really do um, <laughs> all right okay i i love this question just because you know i love hearing what people have to say if you could pick any actress to play you in your future biopic who would it be and why <laughs> Okay, first off, to even have a biopic, that would be amazing. I wish I could get to that level of, like, worthiness to get manifesting it right now. Yes. I definitely think it's important that whoever plays me is Filipino-American. And the one person I thought about, because I feel like we have similar face shape, is um, Ella J. Basco. Like, I oh, my gosh. That is still a biopic in me. She's such a badass. And she like so representative of yes. like AAPI in her music and her acting. And she's nice. young, so yes. you know it could be in a time in my life that was very monumental. Yeah. We got time. We got time we to got get to that. all the time. Oh my gosh! From the moment you said that, I just saw her. I was like, <laughs> "Would she play a great me?" Like. Yes. She's half Korean and half mm-hmm. Filipina. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys, you did an interview with the Basco family. Yes, they're so, so great. They're so yes. cool. They're so cool <laughs> and they're so proud to be Filipino. Like, yes, Chachi, yes. absolutely. Uh, we're putting it out to the universe. I love yes. you, Basco. Doing it out there to the universe. One day in a biopic. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you think we as Filipinos or as a community can do to be more body positive and size inclusive, not just in the fashion, mm-hmm. fashion industry, but just in general, because Filipinos I, tend to always insult or just like comment on bodies. Many comments. Maybe like, let's stop on the commenting <laughs> on the bodies. That's a good first start. Good I was thinking yeah. like, you know, what would be great is just like acceptance and understanding, more understanding than acceptance, because mm-hmm. understanding, it's like understanding the feelings that that 
go through when you make those choices of your comments, you know, like it goes a long way. So I think if we just stop commenting on how pe like people's weight, that would be a really great first start um, because it does, it is very traumatizing. You know, when I was younger, if someone was to comment on my weight, like, again, it causes body dysmorphia it causes people to be insecure and we just don't want to create like you know young filipinos like who who are coming into the world insecure already because of because we're minorities to even feel more insecure about their looks and their body um it's just that i feel like that's a start um another thing is there's not enough, like you said, size inclusive Filipino fashion. I would love to encourage Filipino designers to create plus size. Like I love your yellow dress and I wish it was a plus size. But if I go to the Philippines now, they're going to be like, um, that has to be super custom, super custom. It's that not one was custom actually. But oh, really? I but I wish that they had like, I wish there were more designers that actually did offer that. Cause like, if you go to like oh, any store, like hardly any sizes yeah and no body's the same like no one is a fashion standard size like yeah. regardless of the size even more so I'm sure for the plus size sizes as well like there's like very like there's none there's maybe like one but they're like the ones that do it's like the custom brands but there's very very little little to none unfortunately it's just so unfortunate because I'm like we all want to rep our culture we all want to like be able to you know, sh keep that traditional life, even if though we're not in the Philippines. But yes. like, how can we wear them? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So someone wrote Silvana wedding. Yes. Um, Seychelles is my girl and we possibly might be working together. I'll keep it in lock now, but plus size line, maybe. So just, okay. you know, keep, keep, keep keep that out there all right i love that that's awesome that's oh my gosh that's like, well that's exciting okay cool cool um yeah i just love seeing people collaborate too with like fashion yes. like, you know filipinos collaborating i love seeing that i love it i love it okay so how would you want for your career to look like 10 years from now you know what what a great segue because i just <laughs> talked about a plus possible plus size line I, okay, one, there's two factors to this. I actually do have a dream of having my own plus size, like Filipino owned, Filipino cultural, like clothing line. So I hope in 10 years, there's going to be more inclusive Filipino clothing. Um, and I hope to like push that even more just with my experience in the modeling world and even just content creation working with other brands i do wish in 10 years i could say like i have a brand i have a clothing line um and then also on another note i want to like leave a legacy where there are more plus size Filipinos who are embracing their size, who are going out for these creative um, positions, like being like a model or like I do hair and makeup, you know, more, more people doing the creative side of things. Yeah. I if you ever want your hair and makeup done, Monica, I got you. I will fly to Florida or oh. wherever you go. I got you. <laughs> That's, I would be so honored. Okay. Yeah. Now, now that I know that you do hair and makeup. All right one makeup piece has to go um eyebrows eyeliner or blush eyebrows eye eyeliner has to go eyebrows. and blush needed it's needed like that is like the archway to your face Absolutely. and blush gives you like i i'm not even wearing eyeliner right now oh so okay. eyeliner 
to go. You're like eyeliner, one hundred percent eyeliner, go. <laughs> now, what's your favorite like fashion piece that you always like have on you that you're like, I always have to wear this. Oh, fashion piece completes okay. a look. Completes a look. Hmm. I, you know what? I always wear earrings. I'm very simple with jewelry, but I will always wear earrings. Like even if it's small earrings, yes. like that's just that's like good. my go-to. I've had it since I was like one years old, like my piercings. Um, I don't really wear actually too many like hand jewelry or like necklaces, but I will always wear an earring and a good earring just like is enough. Like, yeah, it always. completes a look. <laughs> and it goes you, with everything. You, right. That's true. I love earrings too. Like rings I, ha I had a phase where I had like so many earring rings on all the time and then I like lost one and I was like you know what never no I'm not gonna wear all of them all at once <laughs> never again never no again. I'm notorious for losing earrings I lost like a really expensive bracelet from my mom and I know she's like super upset about it and I was like how did it get lost it was like classed in and everything and so <laughs> Yeah, I, I could never wear expensive jewelry. I was watching this show. I was saying before you got on, I was watching this show called White Lotus on HBO Max. I love White Lotus. It It's very, like, it makes you uncomfortable, though. <laughs> Many times. I'm so glad you've seen it because I just finished it because one of my best friends was like, you have to watch it. And yeah. the, one of the jewelry, the bracelets, guys, it's like $70,000 or whatever. And I was like, I could never <laughs> openly wear, like, a $75,000 bracelet. <laughs> I'm like... I could not, and like I don't even know, like isn't even wasn't even sustainably made, like all these things. I'm like, not good for the environment. Probably just gonna right. lose it. Like you're gonna be a target. Like, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah, like, no. I could not. <laughs> Maybe on like a red carpet, like that. Maybe like, like with security know. guards around me. Sure, yeah, yes. for sure, I could do that. Absolutely, but not my do own. Do you have like a fashion icon that you look up to? Is there someone in your life that's like, I, this is, I love, I would love to embody them, you know, like. Okay, Lizzo, like people are always like, you're like the Filipino Lizzo. And I'm like, <laughs> I accept, I accept. You know, what's crazy is that she has an HBO, uh, not HBO, an Amazon Prime show right now. And I auditioned for it. So funny. I did not, I got through four rounds. <gasps> I thought I thought it was in the bag. I was like, I'm doing this. I'm getting it. And then they were like, okay, you have to learn this whole. I'm not a dancer, not a dancer at all. They're like, you have to learn Lizzo's whole routine in a day and send it over. They wanted it same day, and I'm like, um, excuse me, what? <laughs> I sent it off. Of those dance. <laughs> sent it and I heard nothing and I was like oh my gosh my heart but I, re I felt very close very oh, close yes. to that um I know I just love Lizzo like I love her energy mm -hmm. I love just how she's just who she is and there's just like unapologetic for it that's like exactly. my favorite so yeah and she just embodies confidence and like just yes. like self-love I think that that's that's the thing she just embodies such self-love that like emanates everyone that watches her. Did you watch her SNL episode yet? Yes. Oh my gosh. So, absolutely love. I was like, every time she cracked, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she has a new clothing line, shapewear line. So oh, I'm like, I didn't know that. Oh my yeah. gosh. And what's great is that she flipped it. She instead of instead of like small to extra large, she flipped it from from six X to extra small. And I was I like, love that. These changes. little things that like we don't even realize that like. That's yes. so true. Yeah. Like there's always like these little, little things that we notice um, that I, I don't even realize. Like 
there was one time I was on a commercial set and I the majority was actually it was all Asian people and one one person that was white and yeah. I mean it was for for like it was actually a Filipino call center um, they wanted to have it done here but there was only one non-Filipino on set and it was so interesting because I was like oh this is cool but I'm like is this what it's like to be white <laughs> I was like this no. is so weird yeah, no, I felt that growing up when I was in Japan. Yes. Like, there was one white person and everyone else was Filipino. I was like, oh, this is what it must feel to be in America yeah. and be a minority. It's so minority. I, yeah. yeah. It's so interesting. And you're right, like, with in, in terms of, like, positions of power, people that make these choices yes. and, and, and casting and all that, they just need to look more diverse so that, the actual projects are not just because they look the part, but because they're also very talented and take time in, in picking these people, you know, like, yeah, I, no one ever wants to be a token. We're not tokens. Mm -hmm. No, no, not tokens. We belong here. <laughs> yes. We're not, there's no, there's no complex of like imposter syndrome. No, no, no. We belong where we are. Yes. Um, yeah, no, I love just following your growth and journey. I'm just like, oh, she's on this and she's on this. Like, I just, like, we never met before. And I'm no. just, I just feel like a proud sister every time I see you anywhere. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It is, it's so weird because yeah, the imposter syndrome is so real. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not where I want to be yet. But like, celebrating where we are is, is important, you know, like, yes. did you ever feel, um, like, did you, like, I know a lot of Filipinos aren't very in, you know, the um, creative industries. Um, has there ever been, like, any pushback from your family? Or have they always been so supportive for you? And um, of yours? You know what's crazy? I, I think as I'm old enough, <laughs> like, um, my parents are just like, whatever, do whatever you want to do. <laughs> And I, I feel like I've proven myself over and over again. And th so there was not that much pushback. There was more of like a, oh, I'm just afraid that people might say stuff, you mm. know, to you that might yes. break you. But I feel like my parents in particular, like already said enough to me that I, like prepared me in case anyone would say anything worse. And yes. sometimes that's good and bad, right? <laughs> no, yes. Um, but the, the worst from your family. Yeah, it's like, maybe we shouldn't, but... but <laughs> I mean, it did help me. Like, mm -hmm. I have tough skin now. Mm -hmm. I don't, um, there's not a lot of pushback with them. I think they've accepted. I mean, it's, there's a lot of nice perks behind it too. Cause again, in, you know, in addition to plus size modeling, I do have like the whole content creation and I work with a lot of beauty brands and I love, you know, there's just a lot of perks behind it too. Like I get like free makeup, free skincare and yeah. And like, I'm working hard for all of that. It's not like it's just given to me. And I think that they see like, I am working hard. Like I work multiple jobs. I'm like 24 seven working, but I love everything I do. So it never feels like work. It's just, that's, that's <laughs> it's just, goal. you know, what I do. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And I think that's something that a lot of us creative people want, you know, where what you love to do is all that you do, right? Um, and you're doing that. That's what you're doing. And so are you with acting and all everything that you're doing. Trying to, yes. It is, it's something that, you know, it wasn't like an overnight thing. It's a lot of rejection, you know. 
Oh, I, yes, I understand the rejection, Monica. Oh my gosh, so many I feel like I do a lot of commercial, like auditions. I get like no commercial. I've, I've been a part of one commercial, but most of mine is like e-com. Like I get hired by like Costco or REI just to do like stills. But like my way of doing actual commercials, I, I give it to you being an actress because memorizing lines commercials it's a hard road like it I'm is. not that talented <laughs> it is a, it's a hard road I'm like it's like so some, hard. some months are so great and some months are not like just just for like reference like in January I booked five of like the eight things that I auditioned for commercials like oh my god yes money and then yeah. last month <clears throat> seven auditions not a single callback I was like I thought you guys liked me <laughs> <laughs> I'm like not one callback what Sometimes it happens like that. It really is. I'm like, it do be like that sometimes. Yeah, it sucks. But you know what? You just can persevere. Yes. Like, you know, get to the next level because maybe your your time is getting reserved for something greater. I love that. You know? So (laughs) the next Disney film that comes out that is you in there, I I feel like, you know, I'm just going to put this out in the universe. I have loved Rapunzel ever since I was really little. I was like, but I'm not blonde. I'm not white. I don't have light eyes. But if there ever is a live action, mark me. I will I love to be Rapunzel. I will grow my whole hair out. Like, start growing your hair more. Don't cut that hair. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, we're manifesting this in the universe. We're going to be live action Rapunzel. I, I can see it. it. I can see that. I will take it. I will take it. Um, do you have any advice for any young girls out there that want to be where you're at that are looking at you and like, oh, I want that. I want to be that. <laughs> My main advice is be consistent. Like you just need to put what you want to get in. Like for me, I wanted to work with X brand or do this. I put it out there. I like, I was like, I want to do beauty. I did all the makeup stuff. I taught myself how to be a makeup artist and I was consistent about it, you know, for a like for a very long time, for years I hustled. So just be consistent um, and, you know, don't listen to all the naysayers because you know what, you are going to be that girl. I know it, yes. <laughs> but yeah, consistency is key with anything, but mainly a lot of the things that we want to manifest in the universe, if you're just consistent with it, it'll your time will come like you just need to keep up with that (laughs) yes no that is so true consistency and just like putting yourself out there all the time it is so uncomfortable putting yourself out there like so uncomfortable but you get used to it you you know what sometimes like I went to the cherry blossom festival where there was like tons hundreds upon thousands of people there and I was like I'm just gonna bring my tripod I'm just gonna take my own photos it's fine it was a busy Friday night no one was available I was like I'm just I'm going I'm going I'm taking photos Mm -hmm. people looked at me but I didn't care after a while I was like it's fine like I I know what I'm doing here's the show you know like here (laughs) is the show yeah it literally opened like me doing that opened some doors for another brand to be like hey we want to work with you we want to pay you and I was like perfect so just know sometimes there's some madness sometimes you're gonna get insecure but you just have to like get over that insecurity and it's like then you're going in like you know the magic mode right (laughs) like no that's true it's like 
you're always one no or one uncomfortable situation away from a yes. Yes. A big opportunity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you also have to be a little delusional because I'm definitely a little delusional. Delusion. <laughs> be delusional. That, that TikTok, yes. Oh that, I actually preach that since I was a kid, being delusional. I've been delusional my whole life. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason why I've gone to where I am now. It's like, I thought I could, so I can. And I exactly. did. <laughs> I'm like, I'm manifesting everything. I'm like a little delusional, a little bit out of my, like, <laughs> out of my mind. <laughs> Oh my, no, I'm the same way. And that I feel like the most successful people are the most delusional. So yes. do oh, that. Sure. Yeah, keeping delusional, everyone. Dream big. Yes. <laughs> it is free in 99. Yes. So. <laughs> now, let everyone know since we've made it to the end. I cannot believe we're already like 40 minutes in. Oh my gosh, that's so wild. That thank so you guys nice for joining us. I know, everyone here, thank you so much. I didn't know I needed. Yes, I'm oh glad you're enjoying. Uh, but please let everyone know where they can find you and keep supporting you. Yes. Uh, so my username is Vanessa X Camille on all platforms: Kumu, Instagram, TikTok, you know, Twitter, everything. Um, Vanessa X Camille. Um, follow me there, you guys. If you have any questions, you can DM me, message me. I have a really good response rate. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I like read every little thing and I'm the one managing everything. So <laughs> you, I am, I do not, I have to, I'm like always behind <laughs> on responses. I'm like, Oh my God, my brain. I live on my phone sometimes. So I'm like, I, yeah, I'm just like, if I don't do it then and there, then I'm going to forget about it. And it's just going to sit, you know? So I get that. That's fair. I am good with my emails, though. I do. Oh, good. I, I hate when I have no. Yes, I hate when my emails have. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to unsubscribe every week to things that I've subscribed to because, like, same. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, why am I getting these like yes. marketing emails? Subscribe. I spend like every week, like maybe an hour of my life, just Me like. Too unsubscribing to everything i subscribe to i'm like wait hold up like, when did i give that my email i literally unsubscribe all the time thank you for the miss universe <laughs> who knows you could be miss universe oh yourself. my gosh oh my i could see it with that, with that yellow you, you're gonna have to have like an even upgrade of a yellow dress yes, yellow is I your color to. thank you so much i do love yellow it is my favorite color um yeah i mean pageants are really fascinating but maybe maybe one day i don't know i have three years left i think it's 28 um you should do it now like <laughs> if you need someone on your team i'll just follow you around and- <laughs> <laughs> we'll vlog all day you know? we'll vlog all day yeah, i'll do your good. hair and makeup and then we'll get you there <laughs> wait how far is west virginia from washington state oh gosh are you moving to west virginia no i'm not i'm moving to atlanta Oh, but I'm gonna be in West Virginia next in June for a shoot. Oh, girl, West Virginia and Washington State is far away. Oh, um, it's not Washington DC. DC oh. is West Virginia. Oh, but... you're on that side. Oh my god, Seattle, Washington. Yeah, yes. Seattle, Washington. Oh, bro, that is far. I know. If you're ever on the West Coast, let me know. <laughs> if yes, I'm, I'm actually gonna be in LA, um, July. Oh, um, yeah. just like a little trip with my brothers. 
Oh my gosh, have the best time. Visit the Kumu, like the one down. No, the one near the Philippine Embassy. It's so cute. It's so cute. Like we did. um, Yeah, I went once. There, yeah. Yes, I I loved it. They're so sweet. I love that it's a family. Manas just rep, like you know. Yeah, not just like random people. Yeah, like I so love sweet. entire family. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing, and yeah, like I am like I support everything they do. They're just so awesome. See, oh my gosh, I'm actually gonna go to LA actually the end of this month. Oh nice. So I was like, if I was in LA in July, I'll let you know. But I don't know if I will. <laughs> okay, well, just let me know. Well, thank well, you again. We'll keep thank in touch. You. Yes. And yeah, I wish nothing but the best for you always. So oh my God, same, same. I'm so happy we got connected, and thank you everyone who joined in to our live. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Chica with Monica. I had so much fun talking to Vanessa. And yes, I will be doing my best to take her advice and being more consistent with everything in my life, especially this podcast. I apologize for the inconsistency. (laughs) Um, But yes, please do support Vanessa on our social media. I'll put all that information in the description of this episode. And yeah, if you enjoyed the episode, please follow along and yeah, rate, whatever. I don't know. I still don't know how to do these podcasts, but we're doing them. And yeah, AAPI History Month is coming up this May. If you didn't know, I will be making as much content as I possibly can on this podcast, on my Instagram, on my TikTok, and maybe even on Kumu. Um, all the information, all, all the things, the, I don't know, what is word? What are words? <laughs> you can find all that content if you search Monica Joel. Oh, that's all my usernames and all these social media platforms. But yes, before I go on a further tangent, thank you so much for listening. And have a wonderful day or night wherever you are. Bye.